0: I'm Kate Daniels. Arthritis is a debilitating disease affecting young people, kids, as well as older adults that we seem to associate the disease with. We'll hear this morning from Samantha Shelton, the adult honoree for this year's Jingle Bell Run, how arthritis affects her and her family. Dr. Jeffrey Rowe, the medical honoree, also joins us, as does Kelsey Woods from the local Arthritis Foundation office so, please listen with open ears and heart to the compelling stories. Good morning, and welcome to my great guests this morning from the Arthritis Foundation. Very specifically, we're here to talk about the Jingle Bell Run. And good morning to all of you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So to begin with, we want to get some details about this fun and festive event, a really important annual event here in the Puget Sound area, and dare I say, across the country. Right, Kelsey? Absolutely. And what are we looking at in terms of dates and times and where this is all going to transpire this year?
1: Yes. So the event itself is on Sunday, December 10th. Festivities get started around 7 a.m., and the different events, we've got a 1K run for the kiddos, um, and then we have a 5K, both timed and untimed, and we have a couple waves that go out. But I think the key takeaway is that the festivities start at 7 a.m., and the, um, the races themselves start around 7.45
0: And the thing is, uh, people have been registering and getting ready Mm -hmm. and and doing all their fundraising. But if you haven't quite managed to do that, there's still time.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So we are taking online registration up through, um, I think it's December 6th. And uh, so folks can register online. And we also are taking registrations in store at Super Jock and Jill, both in uh, Green Lake and Redmond. Um, We've got Alaska. Last GASP registration happening the day before, that's December 9th at Super Jock and Jill from 10 to 2. So there are a lot of opportunities still to register. And in fact, um, while online registration is still open, we have already opened in-store registration at Super Jock and Jill as well. So um, folks can definitely head down there. Maybe not right now because it's pretty early
0: in the morning, but in general now. Okay. And the thing is, to the day of the event on Sunday morning on December 10th, is it possible to do anything at that oh, point? Oh, absolutely. Yes?
1: Yep. Okay. So we definitely recommend registering early just to get your shirt on, to get your bells on, all that fun stuff. You know, if you want to come up with a costume or some festive elf ears or a Santa hat, that all um, is, is a bit tough to do on Sunday morning. But if you want to come on down and register on that day, we will gladly
0: have you join the party. And the other part of it, this is now the second year for this, if you want to bring your furry friend with you.
1: Yes, right. your furry friend is very welcome. Um, we are talking about dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So uh, we welcome your dogs. Um, and your dogs are actually going to be joined this year by we have a couple of reindeer coming down. So they won't be on the course, but they'll be in the festivity area. And um, they're for photo ops and admiring and, and all that fun.
0: And Photo ops is a big thing. I know the kiddos get really excited, right? Yes. Yes. Santa
1: and his reindeer are stopping at the Jingle Bell Run on their way to the North Pole.
0: Very exciting. (laughs) So, so many reasons to participate because it is a lot of fun. But there is a really other side to this. The reason that we have all this fun and festivity is because this is a fundraiser. This is all about raising funds for some very critical, important research that is being done locally and across the country, but Mm -hmm. because we have some really important work being done locally, we Mm -hmm. have Dr. Jeffrey Rowe with us this morning. He is the medical honoree this year, and we want to get some insights from him on his role in this and what he has been doing. So Dr. Rowe, in terms of the Jingle Bell Run itself, I understand that you've been a participant in the past.
2: I have. I've been a runner in the past, actually.
0: Wow. Have you set some records in doing that?
2: Absolutely not. No? Okay. <laughs> I just do it for fun oh. and to support the Arthritis Foundation.
0: See, and that's the thing. Uh, I'm glad that you mentioned that you do it for fun. We all do it for fun. And yet, of course, your role in this as a medical professional, as a researcher, you do so many things in terms of your medical profession. I I can't even list them all. But you are very focused on working with persons who are affected, even debilitated by arthritis,
2: correct? That's right. Um, I'm an orthopedic spine surgeon. So I work very intimately with patients that are struggling with arthritis as well as arthritic-related diseases. Um, Specifically, I'm a spine surgeon, so I see a lot of patients that are debilitated with degenerative disc disease and uh, conditions related to spine disorders.
0: And so when you say that the spine is affected, with the surgery you do, are you able to actually do some, would I say, reversal of the disease?
2: There's not really a, a cure for arthritis or any type of degenerative conditions in the spine, but you, we do have really innovative minimally invasive techniques that allow patients to go back to their normal activities much quicker. So for instance, if they have what's called stenosis or very like narrowing of their spinal canal, we have ways to actually do procedures called minimally invasive decompressive procedures that allow patients to have surgeries through dime-sized incisions and allow them to go home the same day. So we can really have a tremendous impact on, the, on their lives, which has been very rewarding.
0: I'm just in awe that someone could have spinal surgery. I mean, this sounds like such huge traumatic surgery, and yet you, within a day, they're home and going about their life.
2: Yeah, so it's changed quite a bit over the course of the last decade, I would say, Um and you're absolutely right. Historically, spine surgery was really done on an inpatient basis with large incisions, a lot of morbidity and complications associated. But more and more, we're, we're really learning from the sports medicine doctors as well as the general surgeons that use tiny little incisions and use arthroscopes or laparoscopes. And we're, we're really refining some of the techniques that allow our patients to get back to their normal state of health you know, much quicker.
0: Again, I'm just in awe that this is being done, that people who have been suffering really can see hope, can see that their life changes.
2: Absolutely. Um, one of the main reasons why I decided to go into medicine, and one of the reasons why I feel that being involved in the Arthritis Foundation is so rewarding, is because um, I just remember as a kid, uh, my grandmother used to have me take the thread and put it into the needle when she's getting ready to to sew. And she couldn't do it because she had very arthritic hands, you know, and I just, it was a very vivid memory as as a child. So um, there's really no greater feeling than allowing someone to be able to go back to their their normal activities, things that they couldn't do, things that they absolutely love doing, and to be able to give them an opportunity to go back to those normal activities is really foundational to what we do at the Arthritis Foundation
0: and I appreciate your sharing that personal story as to because I'm always interested I think people are interested in well why do you choose to do what you're doing and to be doing this really in recognition I would say in honor of your grandmother it what a gift
2: yeah I mean it's one of those things that you just don't ever forget about um, and I think when we do things it, it really is about the stories of the patients that are struggling every single day with arthritic conditions it, it really boiled down to the patients that are really um, get trying to get by on a daily basis. And so the Arthritis Foundation provides all of the support networks, as well as the research, um, as well as the infrastructures that you need in order to actually support the, the patients that are struggling with arthritic conditions.
0: Now, we're talking about surgery on the spine. Arthritis, as you said, with your grandmother manifests in, was in her hands. With other people and other joints, does this affect those joints? Is there surgery that you would do or that's being done for that? These other joints.
2: Yeah. So arthritis is essentially the inflammation of any type of joint, and um, so essentially the, the the primary way to actually address arthritic conditions is, is non surgical. Actually, so there are there are um, tremendous um, advances that are even coming out within the non surgical aspects of the research. And I think that's what we typically tend to focus on. Believe it or not, since 1948, almost a half a billion dollars have been invested directly into research by the Arthritis Foundation in these potential cures. And that's a very audacious goal to have a cure for arthritis. But we believe that we that there will be a cure for arthritis at some point in our lifetime.
0: That, yeah, of course, yes, maybe it's audacious, but hopeful. And considering what we see being done with the work that you're doing it certainly seems almost within grasp
2: most definitely um, although there isn't a cure currently for arthritis there are a lot of um, therapies that we can use yes. specifically when it comes to like biologics and non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs the arthritis foundation is also looking at ways of actually prevention as well so they're they're looking at many different ways really devoting the 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 dollars to the the best researchers in the world that can help us actually find solutions for these problems
0: and there's the key word the researchers research translates to funds it costs to do the research right
2: it sure does
0: and that's why we need to support this kind of an event the jingle bell run
2: absolutely and the one thing about arthritis is that if it affects so many people I mean currently it affects 50 million Americans, and it affects like one in five people um, in general. And there are about you know, hundreds of thousands of kids with juvenile form of the arthritis. And so from, from our standpoint, it's really about finding out solutions and being able to um, treat and support patients with, with those conditions in those patient populations. Eventually, all, what I tell my patients is any type of moving joint or disc any type of moving part, regardless of whether it's on your car or your bicycle or on your joint or your back, eventually it'll wear down. So as these joints, as these these motion segments break down, that's we're actually looking for ways of actually even preventing and possibly even curing those types of, of degenerative uh, conditions.
0: And you yourself, as you do the surgeries that that you're so involved with. You, it seems as though you're probably part of this research in the sense of maybe doing some some of the newer surgeries?
2: Yes. Um, we're really on the forefront, I would say, in minimally invasive techniques for the spine specifically. Um, we've historically been involved in a lot of clinical trials that take a look at whether or not a certain type of procedure or a certain type of device can actually help a patient you know, recover faster from surgery.
0: It's it's so amazing. It almost feels as though we're living in some kind of future world. But to think that this is actually happening now, the hopefulness of it, that people are able to have this this help, this change in their lives so that they can really live what we'd call like a normal life.
2: Yeah. I, I really do believe that um, within the next five or 10 years, we're going to be seeing some really cutting edge advances specifically in, in spine surgery. Um, but also in robotics, the application of robots in surgery, we're just right at the cusp of that. So we're going to see that a lot of the surgeries that we do that are being done on an inpatient basis are going to be done on an outpatient basis through tiny little stab incisions. And so that that's going to reduce the, the pain associated with surgery. It's going to reduce the complications associated with surgery like infections and blood loss and whatnot. So patients can then actually go back to their normal activities much quicker.
0: Oh, we are so fortunate, aren't we, that we are living today and have these opportunities, all all these uh, advances that have been made and looking forward to even more. Dr. Rowe, I know that you are such a busy person. I really appreciate that you've come in this morning. You're dashing off now back to the OR and going to continue doing these really important surgeries, right?
2: Yes, I am. So, <laughs> so I appreciate the opportunity. So thank you.
0: Well, you've, provided such important insights. I'm so grateful that you've been here. Thank you. So having just heard from Dr. Rowe and the amazing work that he's doing on the support, the health healing side of things, now we have an opportunity to speak with someone who is, I'm going to say, suffering with arthritis. Samantha Shelton, thank you for being with us this morning. Thank you for having me. Now, yours is a relatively new diagnosis, which is quite interesting. Would you tell us what that story is?
3: So my story begins three years ago, having one day just waking up and I couldn't walk. I didn't, I knew in my head what was going on because my, both my children have the same conditions but we didn't know where it was coming from. And then one day I woke up and I, I couldn't walk. I couldn't move. And I thought, well, maybe I just threw my back out for the day, you know, it'll get better. And the pain didn't go away. And then I was walking through the fair with my kids and I got stuck in a sitting position and I couldn't get up for 30 minutes. And they had to bring a truck around and tried to... I physically could not walk. And they took me to the doctor and we found out that I have ankylosing spondylitis.
0: And that's a type of arthritis? It
3: is a type of rheumatological arthritis, yes.
0: And you said you had an idea of what this was because your two children Mm -hmm. both have juvenile arthritis. Yes. And... So they've had difficulty with mobility? Yes.
3: Um, Actually, my son is just now getting out of a wheelchair. He spent some time in a wheelchair right now um, with a major flare in his ankles and his spine, which made it very difficult for him to walk. And so we're easing out of the wheelchair this week for a little bit.
0: And your daughter?
3: My daughter, she's a fireball. (laughs) She um, has been born with a pain. So she really doesn't know anything other than pain. So uh, she just keeps moving forward. She will play soccer. She will do every sport, and suffer at night. At night we will be icing, but she doesn't let it stop her. She's a go-getter.
0: I bet that keeps her healthy. I would say in the in the sense that by by continuing to move. Her body, it has to somehow be creating, I'm going to say endorphins. I don't know if that's the correct thing, but doing something to to really keep her more agile.
3: It is. It is. And actually in, um, with her, she actually just broke her arm in two places and she just walked up to me and she's like, I think I need an x-ray. And after two days has gone by since she went roller skating, and had fallen. And she just doesn't have that sense of the... Major pain that we would have if we broke something, because she's just born with it, and she she doesn't like she says pity people. You know, she doesn't like people pitying her, and she wants to keep up with everybody.
0: Well, good for her. She is really someone to admire. Oh, they're both rock stars. <laughs> What's interesting is that they were born with this. You the disease evidently was somewhere in your body, Mm -hmm. but only three years ago did Mm -hmm. it come out or manifest itself. What is this difference? Um,
3: Some rheumatological conditions can be triggered by an infection of some sort. It can be triggered by a cold. um, And they really don't know how or why it comes out all of a sudden. But mine came out really fast. So I have um, in many of my joints and along my entire spine, I get about eight to nine uh, steroid injections every few months into my spine so that I can keep walking. Um, I get steroid injections into my hips um, every couple months to keep walking. I have more pills than you could possibly imagine and it's funny because well not really funny I guess but people think that arthritis is just bones and joints but it's not Um, as you can tell I have a hard time breathing Um, so arthritis will attack any kind of joint material those tissues that your joints are made out of and those joint material are also in your the back of your eyes it's in um, the lining of your lungs. Um, it's in some valves of your heart. Um, it's along the spinal cord, and so all of those areas also can get affected by the arthritis.
0: And you found that that it, oh, yeah. for you, it's in your lungs it's that a, you're...
3: it's it's in my lungs. Um, we don't know if it's the medicine or if it's the condition that has caused my lungs to um, for me to have a hard time breathing. Um, and, you know, every once in a while I have, like, heart valves that regurgitate a little bit and because the swelling in the valves come up and go down, and so you can feel that. And
0: So you're taking these injections. How many times do you get injections in your back?
3: Oh, um, every couple months I get about eight or nine injections.
0: And those can't be cakewalk
3: oh no I have my wonderful nurses um, in the office that sit there and hold my hand and tell me jokes and make me laugh while we're doing this
0: because that the injections themselves thus are painful
3: they are I can handle about the second or third one and before the tears start rolling oh. <laughs> and then and then
0: yeah but that uh, what dissolves or goes away after a while and for about 2 months you're able to get around and do things fairly easily I, for a couple months i can yeah
3: i can get a, I can wear heels during those times oh like <laughs> Which, you're doing today yes like i'm wearing today but um yeah i can move for a few months and then you can see it wear off you can feel it where um like i'm getting to the point now where um it's time for another injection.
0: <laughs> now, Dr. Rowe was talking about the surgeries that he does. Is that something that's possible with your particular condition?
3: It is possible. Um, I don't know about my particular condition. I have a lot, of, uh, a lot of degeneration already that has happened in my spine. So I'm not sure if I'm a candidate yet for that. Mm. Um, it's one of those things I don't want to... I don't, I'm not sure if I want to get
0: into yet with that. Okay. But th- does that help you to feel that maybe in the future there are kinds of um, treatments? Oh yes, that are going to be really helpful.
3: Yes, that right? it's amazing listening to Dr. Rowe because I have hope for my children that those things that he was talking about, you know, in five and ten years, they won't have to worry about being in a wheelchair. They won't have to worry about, you know, having to be careful with whatever they do and be able to play sports. And in their situation, do they need to take medications? Oh, yes. We, um, they, the three of us take IV infusions um, every few weeks. I think they have every four weeks right now that they get something called Remicade. Um, that's a biologic that Dr. O was talking about. That kind of kills off some cells or deadens some cells so they don't attack the joints. Um, they've been on methotrexate, uh, lots of other pills. We all have we have our pill container. It's it's sad. <laughs> oh, it it
0: feels uh, just like this huge burden. Yet, as you said, your daughter just. It flies through life. Nothing is going to get her down. But you too. I mean, you 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 don't seem like you're debilitated. You know, we're having this important, good conversation this morning. But is, is this just this good face you put on? Or are you in this good two-month window?
3: Um, no, this is a good face. Yeah. Um, I live in pain. There's no days that I I, I don't have any pain. Um. I joke around that the better I look, the more pain I have. Oh. Um, kind of, you know, put that facade on that everything is okay. So when you see me and I look good, you probably know that I'm not having the best day. But um, I have to be positive, yes, you know, and I don't want to be a victim of it. Um, and I don't want other people to be a victim. That's why it's so important for Jingle Bell Run and to raise the funds. See, I'm going to cry. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> so I can dance and be there at my daughter's wedding. Um, there's side effects to all these medications that are hard. Yes. Um, I want to see my son get married. I want to be able to dance with my husband. I want that future for all of us and for all the kids. You know, we have 300,000 kids in
0: the United States with with J.A.,
3: And we have to do something.
0: Yes. And we know things are being done. It's the research, though, to get those things, those different kinds of treatments and and the medications that are being used, all these various therapies. The research has to be done. The research, though, as we had said earlier, requires dollars. So it's the Jingle Bell run.
3: Yes. That research is very vital. Because right now, we don't have all that research, as much research as we need, and the medications cost are astronomical. They are $10,000 a month just for one infusion. So we need more research, we need more doctors, we need more pharmaceutical companies to come in so that we can lower that price for these kids and these people like myself so we can afford them.
0: Exactly.
3: I think as Dr.
1: Rose said, our goal is is audacious in that we want to cure arthritis, but it's audacious because we have to do it. And the Arthritis Foundation is doubling down in the next couple of years on the funding that we're putting toward research because we recognize that it's going to be the research that permanently changes the lives of people like Samantha and allows Samantha to get back to doing her thing and being a mom and watching her kids grow up and... It's just not right that she doesn't get to do that right now. And so we're extremely committed to far more research. I mean, this organization's been around for 70 years. We are about to
0: seriously amplify our research efforts. And what is really important to note and to get excited about is that we, we, each one of us, anyone listening, anyone that we connect with can be part of this we can help in the research with our donations. Our donations can be done at any time, anywhere. But here we have a fun way to get involved and really make it count big time. So, Samantha, you have actually a team, don't you, for the Jingle Bell Run?
3: Yes, we have a team called the Shelton's Jingling Joints. And it's my <laughs> kids' goal to be the biggest team in Seattle and we really need help because we only have about six people right now. So we need some help from all our listeners over here. So how can people get on your team? So you can go on to jbr.org slash Seattle and look for Shelton's Jingling Joints on the team roster and click on that.
0: And it says, join my team. Go out there and join my team. Yes, let's do that. Because look at here, we have Samantha and her two children. So out of a family of four, three of them, 75%, are affected by this debilitating disease, which they're not letting it get them down. Right? Right. I
3: want to take this time real quick to just give a shout out to my husband, who is absolutely the most amazing man and caretaker ever to take care of all of us when we can't move and to cook dinner and get kids up and running when I can't get moving. He's just a fascinating person and I just adore him. So I just wanted to tell him, give him a shout out real quick.
0: Shout out to you, Mr. Shelton. Yes. Thanks for being the hero that you are. Absolutely. So we've heard such compelling information, stories, evidence of what we can do. Kelsey, what are we going to do in terms of the Jingle Bell run? We're going to register. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, so I would encourage everybody to register to come out and join us on December 10th. So you can join Shelton's Jingling Joints yeah. um, Very good. as a, yes, as a, as a snooze participant as well. So we do have a registration option for people who want to sleep in or maybe aren't going to be in town. Um, and then of course the event is a fundraiser beyond registration fees. So, Um, There is always the opportunity to make a tax-deductible donation uh, to Shelton's Jingling Joints, to the event itself. It is a combination of people getting out there and tying bells to their shoes and jingling down Fifth Avenue, and also the people who can't be there pitching in as well. So we have our own small but big audacious goal of raising $385,000, and with your help, we're going to get there, and we're going to get to that cure.
0: Absolutely. Each one of us, if every single person gave a dollar, I mean, we'd be way beyond that goal. So definitely it's so doable. It's reachable. And the results of that are beyond our imagination in a way. And that's what we need. Mm -hmm. So Kelsey and Samantha, thank you so greatly for being here and Dr. Rowe. (laughs) On his way to surgery. It's been just so enlightening and important to have you all here. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having
3: us.